Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. In our never-ending examination of life, faith and culture on Open House, we're blowing the whistle tonight on a major cultural change in Australia that I think has probably snuck up on most of us. It's the huge ramping up of online gambling, and especially the marketing and advertising of online gambling. Worldwide, it's a $30 billion industry, and Australia's right up there with the saturation advertising of so many online gambling options. It's been a particular feature of this last week with the race that stops the nation. Think about it for a minute, or keep in mind this week how many of those ads are filling our television screens, occupying so much radio advertising time, and in our newspapers, not to mention online. And it's interesting, this whistle's being blown by someone who's not a wowser. It's interesting to me that the concerns over this huge cultural shift are coming from a broader community base than they have perhaps in the past. Commentator, writer and news presenter Tracy Spicer has written a powerful article about all this on the Hoopla blog, not only about the reach of online gambling, but the targets as well. And Tracy joins us now on Open House. Tracy, welcome. Hello, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Good on you. Thanks for joining us, Trace. The glamorisation of gambling, you say, is a far cry from the image it's had up until, I reckon, probably about a decade ago. You're absolutely right, and they're deliberately trying to soften and change and glamorise the image, because you would remember from decades ago, it's a muddy old track, you'd give your money to a bookie in a rumpled suit, then watch the horses being whipped within an inch of their lives, and you know, if you didn't pay up, you might get your toes cut off, you know, all the the, um, George Friedmans of this world were tied up in all of that, so it used to have a very seedy image, that's being whitewashed now. And you say this glamorisation actually began not necessarily with the horses but the push for pokies. I do believe that when a lot of the clubs started getting pokies, particularly at that time in New South Wales, it was all about the family. You know, you'd have discount meals and it was seen as a family day out, a family night out. There'd be childcare within the RSL or within the club. So it was seen as a a legitimisation of gambling and of alcohol consumption. And, And personally, I don't like how this kind of stuff is being wrapped in cotton wool and presented to us as as a legitimate outing. Because there is the reality that about 8% are problem gamblers. Yeah, that's right. And uh, if you look at the figures even more closely, they they account for an enormous number of losses. And uh, I guess I'm very passionate about this personally because in my family on one side has been decimated by, by alcohol consumption and also by gambling. I've seen people lose their houses. I've seen people lose their families. And when you see that firsthand, you realise that it's not as exciting and fun as it looks like in the ads on the telly. It's an addiction. They can't say no. They can't stop it. That's right. And as much as the clubs, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what Andrew Wilkie has been trying to do with uh, with setting limits on gambling, with pre-commitment. I think the government's been fairly weak on this. And I think the clubs have been absolutely egregious in saying we're doing enough with the Salvation Army within the clubs themselves. They're certainly not. The problem is increasing in Australia. But it's a David and Goliath battle, isn't it? 
Look, it really is, and I think that's why it's important that, you know, uh, people who oppose it speak out, because if enough of us don't speak out, it will continue to get worse. I mean, you go overseas and you speak to Americans who've been to Australia, they're horrified by how visible gambling is in our public life here. The fact that you can see the odds come up during a football game on a Sunday afternoon that children might be watching. You don't get that in America. I think I've noticed, even just over this year, an incredible increase in the advertising for online gambling. Funny you should say that. That's what prompted my article for the Hoopla. My husband and I were sitting watching television and we were astonished by the number of Tom Waterhouse ads. Tom, a good-looking, clean-cut young man in a beautiful suit and all those other ads about, you know, young men and women betting on their mobile phone and it being a sexy thing. You might appeal to the opposite sex if you gamble on your mobile phone when you really break down the message. And I didn't like the fact that the next generation is being sold gambling as being a really cool thing to do because, sure, not everyone's going to get addicted to gambling but there is that percentage who will and I think to a degree they need to be protected from themselves. And it's almost seemed to me that the other online gambling outfits have seen Tom Waterhouse's ads and have thought we'd better ramp this up ourselves. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're almost copying it. And I guess we're following on from a trend that's happened overseas. I know in the UK media for the past two years, they've been very vocal about this, that there's been a lot of ads for online gambling. You mentioned before it's a $30 billion international industry. And they are targeting women because a lot of women who in the past wouldn't have felt comfortable about putting a bet on at the TAB or the racetrack might not have even felt uncomfortable sitting at the RSL on the pokies all day, will feel comfortable doing it within the confines of their own home. So they see it as a very big untapped market. How do you feel about women in particular being the target of this marketing push? Because that's been very, very evident. I think it's appalling and I was even more, it, brought, it was brought home to me by an article I read in The Guardian in the UK, a quote from a cultural anthropologist, Natasha Dow Shul, who says, this isn't like buying shoes. These are potent and powerful devices effective in shifting your inner mood and state. She's done research on this that found several incidents of women leaving their babies to die because they're so caught up in this gambling binge. And I think that is very powerful to, to open overcome a woman's maternal instinct is just devastating. Trace, we've got a lot of young women listening to Open House. What would your message be to them as they are caught up in this onslaught of advertising? It's very potent, very potent messages. That's a really great question. I would say it's not glamorous to sit there and gamble your pay packet away or your family's future. It's not glamorous to sit there and drink yourself to the point where you pass out. We've seen a lot of those images at the Melbourne Cup. So it's this whole nexus between gambling and alcohol, making it seem like it's a cool, glamorous, exciting, fun thing to do. My message is it's not. It ruins lives. Mind you, you have to say commercial businesses have every right to advertise their business and people have every right to blow their hard-earned cash how they want. That's exactly right, and that's one of the great things about living in a democracy, which is a capitalist democracy. People have choice to do with, you know, whatever they want with their lives. What I don't like is the insidiousness of it and the deception of it. For example, Tom Waterhouse, who runs an online betting site, being used as a sporting commentator without any disclosure on free-to-air mainstream television. I mean, I think that there's an element of deception there that is, is inappropriate. And on the question of choice, not always once people are caught up in either the gambling or combine that with uh, the grog, not always are people able to exercise that choice. 
Well, that's an excellent point, Lee. At the start, it might be a choice, the first or the second or the third or the tenth time. But after that, you kind of lose your power to make choices and it gets control of you. You don't get control of it. If you can control it, that's fine. If you have an inkling of a doubt whether you can or not, then my advice is to stay well away. Trace, can I ask, as someone who's seen this unravelling of people in their own families, what it's been like to live looking on at that and knowing the consequences of it? Well, at the start, when you're a kid and you see this kind of stuff in your extended family, you associate it with happiness. You know, you see you see drinking, you see gambling, and you think, oh, well, that's what we do to celebrate in Australia. People are having fun. It's only when you get older and you see the deterioration of these people's lives that you think, gee, it's actually not that fun after all. And you either have a wake-up call yourself and think, gee, that's a path that I don't want to go down, or you go down that same path. So that's why I think awareness and talking about this stuff is so important because really this happens in pretty much anyone's extended family. There'll be someone who's addicted to gambling or addicted to, to drinking. And I know we're talking about gambling, but I think a lot of these things are tied up with drinking as well in the socialisation and advertising of it. So I think awareness is such a terribly important thing. I think you've made an important stand, even a courageous stand. And thanks so much indeed for joining us on Open House, Tracy Spicer. Oh, thank you for asking me. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.